I'm your Cypher Dylan, and join me as we look back on the rich history of doom metal and its sister sounds based on their accounted tales of its followers. Every week, we'll have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com, and subscribe and listen to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. If you have a question or want to pitch me something, uh, you can fire off an email to diaryofdoom1968 at gmail.com. And joining us for this chapter this week is the band uh, Seum. Let me just make sure that I am pronouncing that correctly. Yes, that's that's pretty much it, yeah. Some. And, of course, the band members. We have uh, Peter, Fred, and Gaspard. So thank you all for coming on Diary of Doom. Thanks a lot, Dylan. We're really happy to be here. Yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks for having us. Um, just uh, real quick, what does everybody do in the band? So I'm Piotr. I play bass. Yeah, I'm Gaspard. I'm the vocalist. And I'm Fred. I play the drums. Uh, so you are... Um, um, uh, you reached out to me and, uh, I, and I checked out your music, um, checked it out again today, uh, just to prepare for the recording, but, uh, your, uh, so, so let me just to, to clarify for myself. So your the band originated, um, in France or in Canada? No, it, it, we started in Montreal. Uh, in Montreal, we, okay. Yeah. We were already involved in the bands before in France. We knew each other. Uh, we, even though we were not. I mean, we were acquaintances uh, on the on the scene in France, and we just met, kind of. Uh, it was random random circumstances, you know. We met in Montreal and decided to start the band here. So we were kind of like the the most European uh, American North American band, or like the most <laughs> North American European band. <laughs> okay, um, but of course, leading up to that, uh, there's got to be some background in history. So um, were all of you. Uh, did you all grow up with musical backgrounds or did you have musical experiences later on in life? Um, I guess we can go, uh, I guess it'll be count, uh, clockwise from my angle. Everything's reversed here. <laughs> okay. So f from your side, is that, uh, is that, that would be, uh, to, that would be you. So I guess we'll go okay. Peter, Gaspard, and then Fred. Sure thing. Uh, so actually, uh, I started playing music quite, quite a long time ago. I started, uh, in the middle, uh, middle nineties. So uh, a long time ago, I was playing bass. I was mostly involved in the in the hardcore scene uh, back in Paris. So metalcore, uh, hardcore scene, uh, playing music very influenced by uh, by New York bands. So I was uh, yeah, I was playing in bands such as uh, 6DTC, uh, Trapped in Life. So we we were uh, touring Europe in the in the early 2000s. Uh, we released some albums. And the thing is, uh, I traveled quite a lot, so I, I moved to Japan. In Japan, I was playing in a, in a blues band, actually, uh, named Dirt Trucks. <laughs> uh, and, and then I came back to, to France. And the thing, by while growing old, uh, my music pace was also slowing down. So I started playing very, like, kind of almost death metal influenced hardcore, then playing blues, and, mm -hmm. and then playing straight up stoner back in Paris uh, with my band Blanc. So yeah, pretty much like slowing down every year. And, uh, and now slowing down even more with some. For me, um, well, I come from the black metal scene. I was make, playing some black metal with some friends uh, in my cave, you know, uh, making some little demos in my space where I work now. But after I started to, to listen to some funeral doom and doom and play in a, in a band uh, called uh, Lord Vivangus and was a doom slash band. Like, 
I was in yeah listening a lot of stuff in in Paris involving in the in the scene in the underground scene in Paris. I was booking some concerts, uh, booking some shows, playing and everything in the yeah metal and noise stuff, you know. And uh, so, so I've played in, in different bands, but I started in the, the mid 2000 when I was like around 15. Um, discovered the drums and fell in love with the instruments. Uh, my first band was actually a melody death metal band, like metalcore band. Like you know, that, like they were you know, super uh, popular back in the day, like Azalei Dali kind of band. Uh, and then uh, in, later in the 2000, like early 2010s, uh, I joined a band, uh, a black metal band called Ulun. And that's actually where uh, I met uh, Gaspar because Ulun was, we were touring a lot in, in Paris, so we got involved with the underground scene. And uh, yeah, I'm, you know, now here I am playing uh, you know doom of sludge, awesome band. Uh, so I feel like I've covered like all the spectrum of, of metal with drums. So I'm pretty, pretty happy with where I am right now. I I know almost like almost next to nothing about what the French metal scene is even like outside of a few bands. Uh, I think I mentioned them in the questions. Like really, I can only think of like maybe two uh huh? like gojira is probably the biggest french metal band probably i would say probably the biggest french metal band uh and then another one that's a little closer uh to to doom is mars red sky but i really don't know anything about the french scene like when did the french metal scene even like start oh so i mean you have uh, you have bands uh, like death metal bands starting as as early as uh, the 90s I'm thinking about Loud Blast, for example, that was uh, kind of like the French answer to Morbid Angel at the time. Okay. Um, but like speaking more, uh, more, uh, more Doom, I think the the most famous and, in my opinion, the best band is uh, Hangs Man Chair. Uh, they're also oh, from right. Paris. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're from Paris, and uh, actually we're we uh, they're coming from the from the hardcore scene as well. So we are playing uh, like or or bands. Uh, Back in the past, used to play together uh, in in the in the early 2000s, but then they kind of switched toward the, towards Doom, and uh, and now they they have the they have a sound of their own. I think they have pretty much their own uh, their own style. Besides that, you have a very active underground scene around Paris, which we we are all coming from. There are not that many big bands coming coming up yet. I think the one that is the closest to kind of it's on the verge of getting more famous is uh, probably Fatima. The band that we that we recorded the spliff with, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they're playing like they, they love doom and they they come from that scene, but uh, they also have this uh, melodic grunge uh, um, style that makes them very catchy, you know. So mm-hmm. so I think uh, I think they have a bright future. Oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> um, like has has uh, has your heritage um, being French has it impacted your music? Because um, I do think that, and it's funny actually talking about travel since we can't do it right now. Um, actually, Paris has kind of come back up, and Paris and France um, between my girlfriend and I. But we're not necessarily that interested in seeing kind of like, you know, the the kind of the de facto things that everybody thinks about going to see. I'd, I'd rather go spend time in like the catacombs and go to Bordeaux and drink good wine. Um, but France always does have like has had that sort of like baroque imagery of like death and and shit like that. Like, did that play any part in it, or like I I guess I'm just asking like what like what what defines uh, French the French metal sound? 
I mean, I think I think Gaspar would would be better to talk about it because uh, and, and and Fred because they're, they're from the black metal scene. Uh, me, I kind of come more from kind of urban music where uh, where the French historic background doesn't doesn't really like you can cannot really find it there. Like uh, mm -hmm. I think the thing like in the what you can find is more like this kind of gritty urban uh, urban thing that you can also find in uh, in New York or like uh, in biggest. Uh, uh, North American cities, like because you have that aspect in Paris as well. So that aspect influenced my music definitely. But I think speaking for uh, actual history and French art, I think it influenced more black metal. And uh, I, I guess Gaspar, you can you can agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, I don't know if it's influenced the the, the music or things like this, but yeah, um, there's a there's a vibe you can use when you when you go into the catacombs. Uh, when I was younger, when I was living in Paris, sometimes I, I was going to the catacombs with friends. It's really impressive. You can immerse yourself for right or but for the for the the side of the baroque things, I don't think so far. I don't feel the, the, this vibe, you know. Mm -hmm. I I feel this dark vibe when I go into the catacombs or when you just walk in the street of Paris. There's some part where are more dark than than other. The Baroque scene, I think, is it depends if you want it, if you want to search it in the detail of the architecture or things like this. Right on. From everybody. But actually, if you're interested in the catacomb, the the fun thing is that so so what what Gaspar didn't mention is that you have two sides of the catacomb. You have the official one that is open to tourists, but uh, basically most of Paris. Uh, is built on catacombs, so you can also get into under, underground parts of the catacomb, which are not uh, official. Uh, often you have to go through the sewers, and uh, and the fun thing is, uh, I know for a fact that there were some underground shows organized in the catacombs. Uh, oh, that's quite, really a few years ago. So I mean, if you're lucky, if you go at the right time, and we can hook you hook you up with the right people, like you might just experience something like that. I think I think would be a, a great memory. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, really. Uh, I mean, that would be wild to see a metal show in, you know, surrounded by a bunch of skeletons and, you know, <laughs> bodies. <laughs> so you've, so essentially you've been uh, involved in, in heavy music and, and eventually doom like pretty much um, your entire lives. Did you, do you have, um, does everybody have like a specific like breakthrough album, like something that helped them kind of pave the way for them? So in my, in my, for me actually it was uh, Iron Maiden, peace of mind. I was uh, I was in high school and it was still the time you know when you were uh, uh, looking uh, people's t-shirts to kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> pick the band you liked and I just loved Eddie and uh, and the whole artwork and uh, yeah so eventually it was the it was the first uh, Iron Maiden uh, album I picked and I just fell in love uh, straight away and uh, and thing is with time I got interested uh, more like more by uh, more urban music at the time uh, death metal was also very uh, very popular i really i really dig the obituary cannibal corpse these kind of mm -hmm. bands and and so i kind of put iron maiden in the back uh, but then after time I, I i i came back to it like uh, it was just uh, coded uh, i don't know in my dna like uh, I, I just love that band oh they're awesome classic uh, for me uh, I got a big classic, so I always get in my uh, MP3 players or everything since maybe 15 years. It's the Dark Throne Panzer Post. I don't know if you like black metal, but this is a masterpiece for me. And uh, I think, yeah, 
this changed my my vision of of the metal when I when I first listened to it. Um, maybe the first album I want to mention in uh, it's uh, Iron Monkey Badger. I don't know if you listen to this this album. It's yeah, oh, yeah, Iron Monkey is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, this is the second album I always get in my in my player. I think my breakthrough album is uh, it's, uh, an album from Trivium uh, called Ascendancy. So it, this is, uh, I'm not, not sure if you're familiar with the band, but it's uh, like a metal, metal car band. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, that was like the first time I was exposed to like uh, super fast double bass drums and, uh, you know, pun with guitars. And uh, so this album actually is very influenced by uh, Death, the, the band Death. So to me, that's for the first time I got into that kind of music before that I was listening to like some 21, you know, I was like 14 or something. Uh, and that's, uh, yeah, that's what got me into like, uh, you know, going from metalcore to like death metal. And then I was exposed to more like black metal and eventually doom metal. So yeah, that's definitely my entry point. Nice. How did you put the band together since uh, you kind of alluded to it uh, being, um, you know, expats and the most European band in North America. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, honestly, it's a, it's a very, uh, we were just very lucky because again, like we, we knew each other uh, back in France. And, uh, and we, like, I remember uh, I, I, I saw Gaspar posting something about a monologue show on Facebook. And, and I wrote to him like, are you, are you in Montreal? Are you on holidays? And then he was like, no, I, I moved here. So, the thing is, uh, I already had at that time when when we when we when we were hanging out with Gaspar, I already had the plan to to make a band. Uh, thing is, I I think it was since I discovered uh, I'm kind of deviating now to why why only bass, but uh, oh that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I discovered that band Shroom. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, it's a side project of uh, Audi Pitre from uh, Acid Bass, and uh, it's 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 basically sludge with only bass and. Uh, and with a little bit of industrial uh, samples. And I, I always love that album. And this is the album that kind of made, made me feel like you can make a band with only bass and it's still gonna sound super heavy. So when, when I met Gaspar uh, in Montreal, I thought like, would be really cool to, to have a band and uh, kind of go towards that direction. And the thing is, we also, so Fred and Gaspar uh, knew each other already from before and Fred was in Montreal. And we were hanging out together, and I didn't even know Fred was playing drums. Uh, and actually, there were, uh, I think, three different drummers in some before before, before Fred uh, Fred joined. So <laughs> no, it was uh, it was uh, it was pure luck. And uh, yeah, and you know, like when you, when you're an expat in a new city, first you try to to settle down, find a job, uh, find a place to live, and uh, and then eventually, when when you kind of find some sort of stability, then you can go back to what you really like to do, which is music. So I think after one or two years of living in Montreal, we, we just we went in we were in that position in life where we could focus on uh, on what we love, so so we could create the band. So that's how uh, some started a year ago. You know, doing like a bass solo project is it's not new, and you know, doing um, the lack of guitar is not a new a relatively new concept to doom metal. There's quite a few doom bands that do it. I'm, you know, obviously there's Ohm is probably the best known yeah. one. Uh, Bell Witch is another one, um, and I've seen even smaller, more local acts to like New York there where they do it. But it's uh, it's really wild what you can do with that instrument, and just sort of like making up for the lack of guitar in other ways that's that's that was one of the of the big challenge uh 
when we when we started the band because we, we really wanted to kind of have like we didn't want to to f to make to, like we wanted the music to be um, not uh, too binary not to not having always the same sound so we were playing uh, a lot with effects and uh, with different amps and uh, so eventually we we just decided to to split the signal in two and have uh, the bass plugged in a in a in a bass amp and also in a guitar amp uh, through an equalizer so that way we kind of uh, uh, reduce the the low frequency so it doesn't it doesn't break the the guitar amp and uh, and we manage kind of uh, to reach a, a, a wide spectrum of sound which makes the the sound uh, it, you don't you don't feel that there's something missing basically and the fact that fred is working in uh, in the sound uh, engineering like helped a lot as well yeah. yeah it was actually pretty fascinating to record uh you know just the bass um you know, for example, in our last uh, our last uh, release, so our EP with uh, our EP with Fatima, the band from France, uh, we recorded in a completely different ways. We used actually we used the no range amp for, for the high frequencies of the bass and the typical bass amp for the low frequencies. And uh, when we were starting recording, I was like, "Oh hell, how how are we going to mix them together?" Uh, because I'm more used to like traditional, like uh, you know, producing like guitars, you know, where the guitar sits with the guitar and the bass is the bass, two different, two different, coming from two different sources. So I was kind of, you know, I was kind of okay, kind of doubting. I was like, well, how are we gonna make this work? But once we recorded everything and we started mixing it together, uh, I realized we could really do like a greedy, greedy sound that doesn't sound like guitar at all. And I think it goes really through that EP, right? When we when you listen to Saliva Bath, the, the song we wrote for that, for that EP. I think it sounds killer, and you know, it really doesn't sound like a guitar. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm pretty excited for like our, our future recording and stuff because I think we found a way to really like, have this wide spectrum of feeling sound, and just using one instrument and having a completely different identity. So it's pretty, from a production perspective, it's, it's pretty fascinating actually to, to be involved with. So yeah, the final product you get is like this. Um, it's sort of that like that sort of southern sludgy groove. Uh, that's kind of how I, I felt listening to it. And it's cool that you're that you're making up for that guitar part because I mean you really just like slam on that bass like you're ripping. But on the on the other end of the spectrum, you know, vocally, it's like very harsh vocals for even for doom metal, uh, sludge metal. It's it's pretty abrasive and it's it's different and unique. It uh, reminds me of like uh, Buzz Oven, if you're familiar with yeah. uh, Buzz Oven, where they had like those essentially like like kind of uh, ghoulish black metal vocals, which makes sense given your background mm -hmm. in the in the with those bands. And and obviously we we love A God. We we really love Widdier as well. So we 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 get some influence from 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 there, of course. And mm -hmm. uh, and and also mixed with uh, Gaspar's background from uh, from black metal. I think that 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 kind of makes this combination. It definitely makes it unique. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying hard for that. Uh, gives it that sort of like scary, creepy edge. I mean, I think that you know you can't. I don't think you can make like clean sludge music. Essentially, <laughs> no, I don't no, think so. <laughs> um, I mean, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, I because I, uh, I always when I when I think of uh, of sludge with with melodies, I'm always thinking about uh, acid bass. But then again, like. Yeah. You know, it's it's such a such a like this band is is touching su such a wide spectrum of music that it's hard to only put them as a sludge band, but uh, but yeah, it mixes like it's it's hard to mix it well. You know, like 
you need to be Dax Riggs to be able to to sing uh, melodically on Sludge and, and keep it brutal. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. I, you know, I, I, I remember saying on an earlier episode of this, it's it kind of sh actually shocked me that that band wasn't bigger than they were because they kind of had like everything in the right kind of like laid out right that I think they could have like been up there with like Alice in Chains and, and uh -huh. Nirvana and I and they just did they just didn't. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's that's too bad. I guess I guess they just came uh, came too early. Uh, and then I don't know. I, I have a feeling sometimes that uh, I don't know. Like maybe maybe people are gonna hate me for that, but it feels like sometimes Slipknot listen to a lot of acid bass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really listened to Slipknot, so maybe I, mean, I maybe I need to turn in my metal card. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to work in a. In a in a store like selling selling metal shirts, so I had to play the the most popular metal. I, I'm I'm not a big fan of Slipknot e either, but you know, like I, I would have to play the records. I would be like, damn, I like I, I remember that riff where it's coming from, you know. And, and <laughs> I, I, I feel like maybe they got they got the you know like the mainstream success that Asilvas didn't, but uh, but that then again it's just me. Huh? I, I'm pretty sure uh, <laughs> a lot of people w would disagree with that. So you've, you've put out now, um, you have your debut um, EP, Summer, Summer of Sea, <coughs> getting tongue-tied, Summer of Sea, uh, and then you've uh, also put out, like you said, the split with uh, Fatima. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of assuming that uh, you guys are probably not working on anything right now, what with the, you know, the pandemic and whatnot, kind of, you know, putting a halt on a lot of things. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right, of course, like it's, it's slowing us down. But again, like uh, we we try to use uh, use the pandemic as a how to say, I mean we 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 try to find some ways, some creative ways of dealing with the pandemic. So uh, initially, when we recorded Summer of Some, we wanted to release it just like a like a regular album and then tour and just do whatever what you know the things you do as a new band, things that we used to do with our, our bands before. But since we were locked down, we were thinking about a creative way to kind of. Uh, build some momentum uh, with the songs we had. So uh, actually, we record, we released each song separately. Uh, for each song, we had a collab with a different artist. So we had like uh, this uh, black and white covers for each each song. So basically, we're releasing them as a single. Hence the summer of some, mm -hmm. and then 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 we released the whole EP. And uh, and again, like dealing with the with the lockdown, we were thinking about how can we become more and more independent. So. Even if we lock down, we can still uh, do music, record. So actually, we just found uh, a studio that we're going to be able to rent. So uh, starting from March 1st, like we're going to be totally independent and lock down or not. Like we, we have our own uh, recording gear. So if we lock down or not, like we, we should still be able to, 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 to produce and release music uh, regularly, which was our, our aim since the beginning. And you also, um, you also did do a, uh, a Prince cover. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'll say like uh, you know, like we, we we wanted to be like we started being tried to be more and more creative with the release of Summer of Some, and then eventually we we're like, okay, let's let's do something really crazy and different. And uh, and then I mean, we we all like Prince a lot. Uh, we released it for Halloween, so it was kind of a way for us to dress up, you know, like uh, as a band, mm -hmm. dress up musically. And uh, well, you know, like uh, Prince, like. Prince is very groovy, and I think our music is also like we we, we tend on the on trying to find like the kind of groove and weird kind of weird pace of 
of riffs and and I think it it feels like a like a good match, you know, like to to make a cover of Prince. And uh, yeah. yeah, people people seem to like it uh, so far. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's it's definitely a, a very like lofty um, uh, artist to cover, you know. Um, you know, Prince, you know, commanded a lot of respect when he was around, and still does to the, to this day. But uh, but it's fun. It's definitely an interesting take on on Prince's um, on Prince's normal style. Yeah, def de definitely. Uh, no, and you know, it's I think. I think play, when when you do a cover, like you might as well just try to to play it a little bit differently. I mean, I love cover bands. Uh, I think the last last show we all saw together was actually a Black Black Sabbath uh, cover band here in Montreal, and I would love to to watch cover bands again uh, anytime. But uh, but again, like it's it's fun to try to uh, give a, a different sound to a, to a already known song. So right. I guess I guess we might do it again with some uh, uncommon artist in the future. We'll see. Um, now, how did you? I'm just assuming you you had ties back in Paris to uh, putting together the split with uh, with Fatima. Oh, so actually, I think that's that one's for Gaspar. He's uh, he's the plug, he's the contact. Yeah, Antoine is a friend of mine since a long time, and um, we started uh, we started uh, we started together. We got uh, this band who was coming crab. And, uh, and after that, he, he just built uh, Fatima. Um, at this time, I was uh, playing in Nordemingus. We grew up together. We shared the scene, shared the stage. It was, it was really cool. And uh, when I go, after I go to Canada and everything, when we think about uh, make something with some new artists or things like this, it came naturally to, to call Fatima because uh, I love their music. Uh, I think Piotr uh, and, and Fatou, we are already, uh, we shared the scene together with Mla, with Ulun, uh, yeah. and with Lord Lungus and Fatima in a, in, a, in, a, in a show in 2014. Or yeah, something like that, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it was a good project to, yeah, to, to, make, to do that with a, with a friend and mm -hmm. with some good artists too. And and on their side, like uh, Fatima, they were kind of like they have a, a, an album that they're supposed to record, but the lockdown in France is way more uh, strict, so they only had this opportunity to record uh, that one one uh, one song, which is which is uh, basically they covered us and we we covered them on the on the split. Mm -hmm. So it was it was cool to have uh, to have a, even though their album was delayed, it was cool to still have something released uh, in 2020, kind of to to have their. Uh, their, uh, their followers and, and fans like uh, waiting waiting a bit you know before the album kind of changing gears a little bit um, another thing I, I do like about your your band is I, I do really enjoy the artwork as well it has kind of a late 80s 90s punk feel versus like wizards and mushrooms and weed leaves and kind of like the tried and true staples of the genre um, like so like what was the what was the intention there? Uh, I mean, we we love we loved wizard mushroom and weeds. Well, <laughs> 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 <That's true. laughs> no, I, I think it comes from. Uh, I mean, first of all, it's just uh, we had the opportunity. We, we were just lucky to to have a lot of friends in the in the in the tattoo scene, in the comic scene. So it was just the, the opportunity to have all these people around and uh, and being friends with them and asking them if they want to give us uh, uh, some some drawings for the <clears throat> sorry. Some drawings for the for summer of some, uh, and especially the the, the artwork uh, cover that we got uh, 
from Paul Wink, which is a fr friend of, of Fred. Uh, that was a, that was a great opportunity because he's uh, he's he's getting more and more famous in Berlin, so it was great to have him. Uh, but but Fred, maybe you can you can tell it about. Yeah, yeah sure. Paul uh, and me, we, we go way back. We, we used to hang out in the same suburb like uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, he was always like a great artist, but eventually moved to Berlin and became like a full-time comics artist. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got his own like characters and his own, like, and he's published and everything. And, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to follow him on Instagram because he always comes up with new, you know, with like some pages of his, of his work. And uh, I always found it fascinating. And, uh, yeah, so when, uh, actually, when Josh actually launched the idea of, okay, let's, let's get our friends and our artist friends to come up with uh, artworks for our songs. So that's when I reached out to him, uh, you know, it had been maybe five years since I talked to that guy. And I said, hey, you know, uh, I, got, I got this band, and uh, we're doing cool music, and I really like what you're doing. Would you like? Would you want to do something with us? And uh, he says, so I, I kind of described the, the lyrics and the, from from Gaspar, and said, oh, you know what? I have something that's absolutely matching with you, with, with what you what, what you want. Oh yeah, when we sent, when then when he sent us like the pre pre production version, and I showed it to the guys, they were like, yeah, that's awesome. So that's why the this song became the EP artwork uh, because uh, we just found it so so nice, and you know, we had lots of details and to look at. So. Uh, yeah, so it was a lot of the whole process. Yeah, I, I like those pieces that have like a, all the little like things happening in them, and there's like some there's like a little th story happening here, and there's something else happening over here. Love all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yes, yeah. I mean, I mean, for uh, for the the split with uh, with Fatima, we went even like a step further because basically it's like a freeway split. We we have this uh, this artist friend friend of us, Gorka Ustaros, and uh, he he took over the whole artwork uh, and literally like there is a there is uh yeah there are hundreds of details on the on hundreds i don't know but like many details on the on the front uh in the inside and actually the inside uh, it's going to be a, a 3d pop-up because we, we're going to be releasing the split on vinyl uh so and the and the artwork cover yeah like, it's going to be a 3d pop-up when you open it like you have a you have a demon coming up from the oh, very awesome <laughs> so, yeah, it's, so it's gonna be really cool and and totally punk diy style you know but uh yeah with with a lot of love <laughs> uh well it it sounds like that you uh you've got a lot in play for the future right now that you know with that on the way eventually um anything else besides going into the studio and working on recording some new stuff so yeah i mean so basically, we we have this plan of recording uh, our next EP, which is it's still called Winter of Some, even though it might change name because the whole idea was to still release it in the winter, mm -hmm. but uh, we got so much delayed with the lockdown that we just might <laughs> to, to have uh, to change the name of, of of the of the EP. But yeah, it's 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 ready. All we need now is just to to get locked in uh, in the studio, record it, and and mix it. Uh, so that's that's the main uh, the main goal for now. Uh, and then after that, since we're gonna have the the studio, and and we hope that the lockdown gonna be uh, a little bit lo looser, uh, there's something that we started doing uh, last summer that we would like to continue to do, is basically uh, do monthly, small monthly shows, uh, because I'm pretty sure we won't be able to have uh, massive live shows anytime in the future, but we would like to do uh, tiny shows like having from five to maybe ten people, depending on what what the law like what the what the jurisdiction here allows us to do. But we did that twice uh, back in the summer. It was really cool because you would meet people that uh, you don't know so much that just follow you on Instagram or on Facebook and then propose them to come. And 
eventually we're just going to end up uh, having beers and, and and getting to know each other so it's it's pretty cool and i think uh, it's going to be a way to to wait until we we can play uh, real shows uh, that's one thing and the other thing would be yeah to to have some some streams every now and then yeah basically uh, try to to find ways to to cope with the with the lockdown we all are believe me <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool i mean um oh go ahead i'm sorry no, no. I was. I, w I wanted to ask you about about more about the, um, the the podcast because I believe it's a great way also to kind of cope with the with the lockdown, like uh, having it regularly, meeting bands and all. Like, uh, it's it's really cool. Oh yeah, it's been great. Uh, I it, it's funny. I I didn't I didn't start this with the intention of you know of knowing what was going to happen. Um, you know, I had started it just a couple of uh just a couple of months before the end of uh. 2019 and uh i mean i was gonna try to do a lot of in-person stuff but you know luckily we have a platform like this that allows me to you know really get in touch pretty easily with people virtually all over the the world um but yeah it's uh it's it's kept me busy for sure uh it's definitely given me the opportunity to meet a lot of cool people such as yourselves um you know just kind of under the circumstances of probably wouldn't happen normally so yeah, it's it's funny. It does, you know. I mean, I'll, if I'm being perfectly honest, there definitely been some times where I'm like, "Ugh, I really don't want to like work on it right now," because um, it's kind of like you do work, and then I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna get up from my desk and now I'm gonna go do my other job." This, but you know, this is a, also a lot more fun than the day job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. No, and it's great. Like, because uh, you know, like even as as music fans, like I know that now with the lockdown, I don't. I I mean. I don't like that word, but I don't consume music the way I used to do it. Mm -hmm. Like uh, now I'm going to be checking podcasts, uh, mixtapes, uh, listening to more interviews, like being locked down. Like I just feel like and doing doing being like leaving this as a band right now. I feel like I just want to support bands even more and uh, and support all the all the cool initiatives that are, are happening in the scene. And I feel like it's a, I think it's a good timing to be creative, you know, and and do stuff. Yeah, uh, I think if anything that this showed just how um, just how fragile a lot of the, the things are and like how this entire industry like kind of had a real brush with death. And like and I don't mean that. I mean, like literally there have been people that have died um, from it. But I mean, like we didn't know what was going to happen to and there already have been, you know, venues that have shut down. I'm sure yeah. there's some bands that have just said, fuck it. We're, there's no way that we're going to be able to rebound from this. But in the but yeah, I mean, the metal scene is really like kind of come together to support each other, whether that's like, you know, putting on streams and the money's got and there's donation links. It could be for, you know, charity or anything like that. But yeah, it's it, it has come together. There's been there has been a lot of uh, there has been a lot of positivity in the scene over the yeah, last year. No, it's uh, I mean, I don't I, I mean, if we didn't have music right now, like we would be dead bored and probably depressed you know like uh, music is really helping everybody uh, going through this <laughs> more depressed <laughs> yeah yeah more depressed <laughs> um so what uh what have you all been listening to as of recently guys you, you want to kick off this one okay uh i'm listening to glaciation glaciation i don't know in france we pronounce glaciation but glaciation that's a french black metal band uh, the lyrics is in French. If you if you want to feel the vibe in French, pretty cool. And um, I listened to oh, I discovered a new band 
Uh, what's it called? Liquify, I don't know if you know this. Really cool. Like, uh, you know, like, like uh, my, my Sleeping Karma or stuff like this. But it's a one-man band. And it's really cheap. That's my advice for some likes. Actually, I've been, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Liquify that guys are recommending. And uh, just recently, I was, uh, you know, going through Spotify, you know, how they recommend bands like this. Uh, and I found this great band called uh, Universal Hippies. Uh, so it's a space rock band, essentially, with a blues influence, no, no singing, no vocals, and just like never-ending solos of like crazy mm. like, triggers. Uh, very, very trippy. And so I've been listening to that recently. It's pretty awesome. On my side, I was uh, I was going through the Doom Charts recommendation for uh, for last year, and uh, I kind of got stuck on on free uh, free albums. Uh, Low Rider. Uh, Rider was huge last year. Yeah, it's really really awesome. I, I don't know how I, I could have missed it, but yeah, I'm I'm listening to it uh, very often right now. Uh, Cryptograph, which is maybe not so Doom, but uh, they have this uh, kind of uh, 70s heavy metal sound that uh, that I really like. And uh, and the album I really cannot get out of my head is uh, Slow Mosa. I I think do you know do you know them? They're from uh, Norway. No, I, I mean I, so. I, I will send you the link after after the interview. It's it's really awesome. Like they have uh, it's super catchy. Uh, it's uh, melodic singing. So it's not doom per se, but it's more like stoner rock, like southern stoner rock. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like Montreal is super cold and snowy and. You just uh, you listen to it, you know, and even though you're in the street, you feel like you're in the in Nevada, you know. Like, so it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's really cool. Really nice, cool yeah. Definitely send that my way. I'm 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 like a sponge. I'm always on the look for soak up something new. Sure. And, and you know, like with with our accent, it's gonna be hard to catch <laughs> which bands we're referencing to. So you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. send you a few a few links after the interview. All right. Well, nothing a little uh, nothing a little audio editing can't help. I don't think. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I don't have uh, too many other I don't have too many other questions. Uh, do you guys want to plug stuff for yourself right now? Like where can where can people find you? Before before doing that, I would like just maybe not so much a shout out, but maybe a recommend, re recommendation slash uh, a little hello to to bands we uh, we kind of started at the same time with, because uh, you know like we've been we've been very uh, active online uh, because basically not being able to play shows, like we spend more time on Instagram and Facebook that we, that we would want to. So yeah. we got friends with, uh, with this great band from Japan, Hebi Katana. Uh, they released an album recently. It's really cool. So uh, guys, if you want to listen to them, uh, it's, it's like, it's, it's a mix of, uh, Alice in Chains, a little bit of uh, old black sub, very cool melodic vocal. And plus, uh, they're very active on the, on uh, supporting, uh, on, on doing uh, physical things. So they had uh, two CDs for the album. Uh, they have tapes now, so it's pretty cool Like if you want to support them. Uh, we're also uh, in touch with two bands from Indonesia, uh, Death Gang. Uh, they released an album last summer, really cool. Another band, Rexar, uh, they're currently recording. I think it's going to be pretty big. Uh, they only had one song uh, out for, for the moment, but uh, it was super heavy. And uh, and three bands that uh, that we friend uh, with uh, back in Paris, so uh, Deep Patrol, uh, which are very good friends of Fred, uh, playing doom doom slash black metal, uh, Cerber, same very very doomy black metally sludge, and my friends from my former band uh, Temporary, uh, they're playing hardcore, but it's pretty pretty cool, and uh, yeah, so yeah, you can you can follow us on Instagram, some of the band. 
uh, on Bandcamp, uh, on Facebook. Yeah, basically like uh, you know, like uh, the the holy uh, the holy uh, concept of all this, uh, all, yeah. the, all these all these <laughs> all these links. Uh, you can reach to us anytime. Uh, we hope to make uh, to make streams more often. So I mean, just jump here anytime, and uh, and it will be it will be great to share some music with you guys. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So check all them out and uh, check out all those bands that that Peter mentioned. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming on Diary of Doom. I appreciate it. Um, I'm glad you all are staying safe up in uh, up in Montreal. Um, I've I've actually been to Canada quite a few times, but okay. Montreal has not been uh, one of my stops. Um, but I'd like to visit. You know, it's not too far off, and uh, there's it just seems there's something about the Montreal that seems a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit more unique than Toronto. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're you're in, in North America, right? So for you, I guess Toronto is not so different because uh, it's very very American in a way. Uh, Montreal it feels way more uh, European. Mm. So I guess yeah. That, I mean, it's uh, for for uh, for French, it's it's the easiest city to to move to uh, in in North America because you know like uh, uh, architecturally, uh, it reminds uh, a bit of France. You have a lot of French food. People speak French as well, so it's kind of it makes the the travel easier. Uh, but yeah, definitely you should come, and uh, there are some good Montreal bands to check out. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know Dope Throne. Which one? Who is it? Uh, Dope Throne. Oh, Dope Throne. Yeah, they're yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah I mean they're uh, they're they're the, the the leader here. So yeah, I mean they're uh, they're pretty awesome. Uh, yes, I was uh, Dope Throne. Famously, I was uh, very excited to see them uh, in at in Las Vegas, and then uh, they couldn't get they couldn't get through the border. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. But, yeah. but uh, Dopefront, they had this very cool habit before uh, before the lockdown to have one free show a year, and they were doing it in the in their hometown, Oshlaga, mm -hmm. uh, which in a, in a very very small bar, which is not a venue for music usually, and uh, so the last show they did there was crazy. Uh, I mean, the the place was packed, so it was free. Uh, it was insane. The cops showed up. Uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like, yeah, I, I hope next time, next time they, they do this uh, yearly free show. Like, uh, you can uh, come visit Montreal because it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a show to remember. That would be dope. Uh, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. Um, this uh, again, it's the band Tsium. Uh, uh, check them out on everything, and that will do it for this chapter of the diary. Thank you again. Thanks a lot, Dylan. It was great. Thank you. Thank you.